This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. If someone were afraid of the dentist, maybe they haven't been in a long time, maybe they're embarrassed because they haven't been in a while, I feel like this would be a really safe place for them to go and get the care that they need. At Advanced Dentistry, we get it. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, if you want to learn how IV sedation can change your life, visit NoFearDentist.com. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Man, oh man, Godzilla versus Kong. They what, are big, dude. What'd you think, dude? You saw the movie. They You've been bragging about going to big. see this movie for a long time. Yeah, dude. It's been the it's the sad <laughs> sadly, it's the highlight of my entire year. Going yeah. to a movie theater. For the first time. And I got to tell you what, man. Went to IMAX. Sat right up front. Yeah. Yelled the whole time. Good. People left around us. Because Great. we were yelling. Which I was like, <laughs> things are coming back to normal. This is exactly what I want. I was so high, I forgot that I was not in the movie. I got lost in the parking lot. Woo! Afterwards, I was like, yes, this is it. <laughs> we're back in, baby. This was, the, this was the experience you were craving for a full year. And this is what you did with it. You alienated what a I series did. of other moviegoers and then got lost yes. in the parking lot. It's called live theater, but you thought it was a movie. And I, I don't mind it. that, though. I like having human reactions when you're watching a film. But, man, it was good because Mega Godzilla's in it. Okay. They all fight each other. Very big. Very physically large. There's Hollow Earth. <laughs> Shit in there, um, ripping us off again Whoa. and again and again. Um, pointed criticism of podcasters in it, which is again, I guess, now par for the course. Maybe fairly accurate. That was my favorite part about yes. the, I believe it was uh, the remake of Halloween when the podcasters are in there trying to interview Michael Myers. Yes. And as soon as they died, everyone in the audience was so happy, including myself, because of I course. saw a little bit of myself in them. And I also saw oh, yeah. a little bit of my death when they died. And I was like, that looks peaceful. I can't wait to go to sleep forever. Uh, yeah. You know who's the first one who did it? Technically, was Kevin Smith in Tusk. Was the oh, first yes. like podcaster, like as a role in a thing in a movie, and then he also got tortured to death. Yes, he did. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry. We are yeah. happy to be with you. Hope everyone is doing well out there as the world slowly opens like a horny little clam. <gasps> Oh yeah, it's look. It's opening up like your when your grandmother used to accidentally drop her panties. Oh my goodness, that was my grandmother. She used to do that all the time. She called it courting. We called it granny. Pull the pants back up. We are in public, but nonetheless, yep. she is sweet. Now she is gone to heaven to drop her panties in the sky in front of God. <laughs> Henry, speak, speaking of loss, Henry, you, I have to talk to you. Do you about think? This. Uh, do you think? Well, but I will say, do you think that yeah. even Michael Jackson would look at it? 
in heaven. I think that Michael Jackson would look at anything. It's about him masturbating to it while looking at it. Mm. That's the that's the key difference. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I look at a car crash, but I don't necessarily masturbate next to a car crash. But you know what you just did there, Henry? You just asked a poignant question. Would Michael Jackson look at my grandmother's butthole if she dropped her pants in heaven? And those mm-hmm. answers could only be found on one platform, and that one platform place. was Yahoo. And apparently, Yahoo answers after 15 years of giving us nothing but false information. Service. They served this country as a place where the meth-addled and the lonely could go and ask questions like, are there dog angels? <laughs> I missed that place. And Yahoo always had an answer, but no more. Yahoo Answers is shutting down after 15 years. And I'm serious. Why now? Like, why I don't did somebody know. just go into Yahoo and was like, I think we're giving some pretty batshit uh, answers to these really strange questions. Should we just, like, cancel it? I, I, I honestly feel it's this kind of the same way that they destroyed the entire digital department of Adult Swim as, like, yeah. like one of those where they just kind of coughed and... 30 people lost their jobs where I think what happened is that Yahoo, they probably just forgot that they were paying for Yahoo answers. That is possible. They just, they just didn't think about Yahoo answers in any way, shape or form. And then somebody finally was like looking at a bill somewhere and they're like, spend like 15 grand on data holdings for what is it? Wait a second. Let me look. Let me see. Are there dog angels? Are there? Are there? That is the big question. Uh, Some of the questions that used to be asked on a regular basis. Do you think humans will ever walk on the sun? That was one. And you think, oh, that's Mm -hmm. a stupid question. But you know what? There are no dumb questions. There There are. There are only people. If if you're questioning, you're thinking. There are no dumb questions. There are only cock scientists. Absolutely. Another hot question. Did my, did, uh, did I turn my boyfriend into a vampire? You have to know if you did. Did you? Did you? Because from your actions, taking him to Transylvania, showing him to all the many wives of Dracul, Vlad Dracul, the original Dracul, who must still be alive. And they wear those diaphanous shirts. You remember they got the redhead one. You could see her nipples. Absolutely. Is over there. You could kind of see her nipples if you're looking really, really hard. And you and you are because you're a boy or you're a girl needing to see those nipples. And you're staring, sure. Staring, staring. Of course, you became a fucking vampire. Absolutely. One more question. Is there a spell to become a mermaid that actually works? Because Just you know they me. went to different things. They were on core of being like, how do I become a mermaid? No answer. The only place you could go was Yahoo Answers. But unfortunately, and no I am longer. Pretty, no, no more. And I honestly, I'm pretty certain that that was all the same person. It's very possible. It's very possible. It was most of our mothers actually asking those questions. But how nice is it was that Yahoo was there to field the questions that no child would want to answer when their mother asks them because they want to love their mother. And they want to say, my mom had it all together. Yahoo was the bed, was the home. It was a safe place. It was the safe place for any single aunt who accidentally sniffed a marijuana cigarette and got a bunch of new ideas. You go to Yahoo Answers. And people did respond. It was very important. It's not about it being true or not. It's about getting the response. Because then you could say, oh, there is an answer. And it just comes down to you didn't ask for a correct answer. Nope. You asked for a Yahoo answer. You didn't want just, you don't need a real answer. You just need what the internet thinks it's real because that's where you went to go get your information. You didn't go to the wise man to the village. No. You didn't go to like a library. Ugh. Uh, bleh, whatever, bro. You didn't go to Wikipedia. 
You can the also, other places on the internet where you can actually get information. Snopes. You can also you can't see Henry, but he's wearing his MK Ultra shirt. True question: mm-hmm. How many different truths were actually secret secretly placed in Yahoo Answers, where spies from around the globe would go and they would say, "Follow the question that asks if she just turned her uh, if she turned her boyfriend's testicles into little gremlins." That question will let you know where the nuke is hiding in Iran. Like there must have been some hidden truths within Yahoo Answers that we'll never know about. Honestly, what I I vacillated right between the uh, idea that the government does massive conspiracies and that, you know, like the original idea of like, you know, the reptilians deep inside of the government, the idea of purging uh, large amounts of human beings uh, in order to create an easily controllable group under a one world government. Like I was in that spot and then I swung all the way to the other place and like all of these fucking morons. Yeah, they're pedophiles, but they're not planners. They're just trying to get reelected. And that's really what it comes down to money. But then as I start to read more and more of uh, the CIA releasing these UFO documents. Oh, which we are going to talk about. Yes. The more you see the fact that actually the intelligence communities of all of the things that they do do, right, or don't do, that is something they definitely do. They definitely have people that go on the internet mm-hmm. and answer que- and do this type of grassroots intelligence, quote unquote, anti-intelligence, like offensive intelligence against um, the American people. They do do that. They monitor articles that are written online about uh, various subjects that they have uh, protested far too much that they well, didn't care about over the years. And of course, we're going to get into a true crime story here in a second. And we will be talking about UFOs a little bit later on because there is some kick-ass footage. But I must mention the fact that Henry just said the word doo-doo twice. <laughs> I am just... <laughs> you know, what it comes down to is, you know, a man and a man Isn't can that be amazing, friends. that entire A man and a man can be friends which, for a decade. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You, you De- had 15 some, years were friends. Yeah, there was substance in the rant, but the only thing I picked up was when you accidentally put the words do do together, which then forms do do, which then makes me think of poop, which then totally negates anything that you just said. Isn't that weird? Sh- to me, it shows that you're not a CIA shell. You know what I mean? Or is it the opposite? Smokescreen. See, now oh, wait a second. Are you being are you being a human smokescreen? Did you really go <laughs> to Vegas this weekend or did you go to D.C.? Yeah, I'm a human smokescreen. My code name is emphysema. So, you know, I'm nothing but a smokescreen. Well, we have got to talk about this one story first because it is so freaking scary. Be careful. Speaking of the Internet, uh, just oh, my God, just be very safe because it's easier than ever. It seems to stalk people. And it's. Oh, yes. Oh. So anyway, this is the story comes from ABC News. This, uh, this story is, oh, these are the type of things that like, that truly do keep me up at night. Alleged yeah. stalker who left candy outside woman's home arrested after shooting her husband, attempting to kidnap her. This is from John Hayworth at ABC News. A man has been arrested after stalking his former colleague uh, for over a month, shooting her husband and attempting to kidnap her from her own home. This is on Friday, April 2nd. Good Friday. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I didn't even know that it was. I forgot that it was Easter weekend. Uh, it's told this is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a guy named Justin Arthur Ray Davis, who has the stalker name. Yes, he sounds he does. like that is the name of someone that would would kill someone to impress Jodie Foster. Absolutely. Um, and Jodie doesn't want you. I promise you, no doesn't. one will be impressed. 
Not even when a cat brings a mouse to the door of the owner that loves it. Is the owner like impressed with the cats no. that killed? The owner's like, God damn it, I have a serial killer for a cat, but I'll look past it because it can cuddle sometimes. I know for a fact Jodie Foster doesn't give a fuck about you. All right, she is not. sitting, she is right now, she is cooling her pussy in a bunch of ice because she gets scissored so hard every weekend because somebody has to keep her focused on work. All right, Absolutely. and the only way you can do that is by overwhelming a woman or a man with orgasms enough so they can finally read a newspaper or a script. Absolutely. Um, well, just we did say that this man shot her husband. Uh, fortunately, he did not kill the he, husband. He, he did not kill husband, the husband. But Henry, listen to this. He shot the, head, the husband through the hand. <gasps> you know who else had a couple of wounds in their hand? Whom? Jesus Herman Christ. <laughs> wow. And so Jesus Hermanity Christ? Yes. So perhaps this is a bit more deep than we're giving it credit for, as this man now is the new Jesus well, you have just went straight to the secret schools of ABC News. This is all <laughs> allegorical. Uh, but no, Davis, he stalked his victim for over a month. Uh, they were working together. We don't know where they were working together. He resigned at their mutual workplace. Uh -huh. uh, she then made reports that Davis kept showing up outside of her apartment, leaving candy and food on her doorstep. I guess like, you know, like Tokyo or like Japanese super fans like they're like with their because I had a friend that used to work at uh, Tokyo Disney okay. and he played uh, Doc Brown in the uh, like we used to have the Back to the Future ride uh, sure. and he used to play Doc Brown quite a bit in Tokyo and people used to come and bring him gifts like it was really cool like he used to have like like girls used to like hang out like wait for him and stuff it was kind of fun but uh, not like this this doesn't work why would a stalker he's not trying to get like He's not trying to get a badger out of its hole. Why would anybody put candy and a little sandwich on the steps of someone they're trying to court that's a human woman, an adult? This man is 44 years old. Um, I just don't, like if you woke up every day well, and there was a sandwich outside of your door, it would get so weird by like day eight. But then you also like, what's the message know. here? Hey, hey, uh, have you never read that new dating book put out by Cosmo Press? Treat her like a squirrel. <laughs> it is. It's incredible. Women just want berries and they want orange rinds and they want like a little house that they can just crawl inside. That's all a woman wants. We know what women want here. Um, <laughs> well, I just learned I don't what women know. want. I had no idea. I didn't even see the Mel Gibson feature because I didn't want to. I didn't want to hear the hard truths. I don't want spoilers of no. what women are thinking. I want them to tell me themselves yes. uh, but davis he kept escalating this until finally uh one day he showed up in front of their house they they were leaving their house uh i guess to go on a normal normal day of doing bullshit uh this was the victim and her husband and then davis he showed up in his truck with a shotgun he chased after the couple as they ran back into their apartment he then shot through the door Whew. hitting the husband in the hand making the jesus wounds then he went into the apartment grabbed the victim dragging her down the stairs Oh my Basically God. saying, don't come for me. Don't come for me because I'm going to shoot you. Uh, but then, thankfully, because he blasted off his shotgun a bunch of times, he went outside. The husband went down to fight him. He said he was going to fucking shoot him in the head if he, if he tried to stop him. He bl blasted off a couple of warning shots, and then the cops rolled up. He tried to get away. Uh, he left the, uh, the, 
attempted kidnapping victim behind. He tried to get away and and look into this mugshot. He looked like he got fucked up. And this I guy I'm got not quite certain. Up. He looks like he was up. just in. He, he looks like he was just in some kind of barbed wire wrestling match. His nose is all bruised. His forehead is absolutely wrangled like it went through a meat grinder. Funny thing about this was after the cops showed up, he went on a short police chase, but then immediately crashed his car. So the cops were able to mm-hmm. get him fairly quickly. And, you know, you still get charged with running away from the police, despite the fact you didn't even go far. If I, I said you should be charged by the mile. So if you make it like mm. 300 miles and that's a full on police chase. Yeah, let's do a date. Let's do a month, a mile, month, a mile. That's going to be a pretty that, lengthy. That's stay. Actually, this guy. That's almost bar- fair. It's almost fair. He almost, he barely made it a football field. You know, give him- what? The problem was, is that I think he, uh, it was shooting a shotgun yeah. and it was holding everybody hostage. I think yeah. that's the main crux here of what people are going to get for. Also, dirtying a policeman's baton, and which is a crime. Sad. It's so difficult because it, I think that this, these might be police related injuries that he might have gotten his head probably clunked against a seat or two. Uh, because in the end, if you're going to do it to somebody, do it to somebody like him. Maybe- uh, but you shouldn't do it to anybody. Maybe, you know or I could also see this just being a straight up windshield, like just nailing yeah, like, his head on the windshield. Either definitely. way, the guy probably needs to um, needs to go to an immense amount of therapy and needs to be sort of held at a distance from society until he is proven to be not batshit insane. But when will that happen? It's, we just don't, I don't know. know. It's so hard because she called the police saying this man is stalking me, but it is very difficult to get someone to stop stalking you legally without because a uh, why can't you get a restraining order? But it does nothing. It's just a piece of paper that says you can't come near me, but it does not stop someone from physically arriving near you. The cops can't persecute stalking crimes because they're very difficult to put together the evidence for. You have to have like a lot of evidence. I'm not quite certain. Honestly, side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. If you're a lawyer or a police officer that knows anything about how people put together cases against stalkers, I would love to know it. For future reference, what rises to the criminal? When does it become criminal when it comes? I to believe stalking? it's physical assault. Unfortunately, I think that it gets down to like you can't just you can't uh, you can't just bust somebody for scaring you. Like oh, well. you have to. It has to cross the line to everybody's dead. All I know is they could have found one police officer who loved candy and food, and they could have said, Officer Herbert Patrolman, you have the best job of all time. You sit yeah, here. Yeah, I was born. Her. I was born to be a patrolman. It's my last my name. I know, Officer Patrolman. Mm. You have to sit here. If the person comes, gives you candy, give the candy, have a little candy, have a little <laughs> bite of the sandwich, make sure it's not poisoned. You're also the front lines of taste testing. You may okay. die. But you're also going to save a life, and at some point, you're going to help someone not become crucified. Isn't that nice? I tell you what, I prepared by eating a whole basket of peeps this morning, so I'm ready to go. (laughs) But I'm also kind of, the peeps are kind of stuck down, because I think the peeps are mostly made out of some kind of plastic. There needs to be, there needs to be some kind of warning label on these these peeps boxes saying you should eat more than nine or ten in a girl. Well, I think that was supposed to be sort of in your mind initially to not have 10 boxes of peeps. You're also a police officer. So I'm just wondering if you're smart enough to have a batch. Look at my gun. Bam, bam, whoa, whoa, bam, bam, bam. Live from your grave. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? 
She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. That's Grammarly. You know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right, I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right, my job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. 
So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Well, speaking of food, let's go on to uh, a different stalker, a stalker of a different type. And of course, we're talking Hmm. about the bird, the raven. Yes. Ravens are a notoriously intelligent bird. And because they're so smart, it also makes them extra evil and dangerous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're definitely the, they're the little, ooh, James Cons of birds. I don't know why I made them. James Conn is not a devious man. He might be, but well, he, he seems like he would be. In some, film, in some roles, he certainly was. But of course, he was the victim as Kathy Bates cobbled him uh, and forced him to write a book. But then again, if you're not writing, are you even an author? Get to work. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, right. So a raven, ravens have been accused of stealing groceries from an Alaska, from an Alaska Costco, and these customers, they are whoa, very aware whoa, what's going on. Wait a fucking second. They dare. These ravens are dare coming for my beloved Costco customers. This fucking, the Costco lanyard, that should be, this should be received with respect. Well, these ravens don't care about anything other than their own tummies. So this is fella. His name is Matt Llewellyn. Llewellyn. Uh, he was packing up his groceries in his car. And then sure enough, a bunch of ravens came. And you know what they stole? Gah, gah. They stole his short gah. rib. The ravens I mean, stole his short rib. Can you imagine I... seeing a raven take the short rib you were planning for dinner? Because you know when you buy the short rib in the store, you, you oh, already yeah, sell it a little bit. And you're oh, like, I'm so excited. And then a bird just takes this massive package of short ribs. And then you just have to stand there like a jackass. Do you call the raven, please? How do you ever get it back? You don't get it back. I tell you what, uh, we wouldn't be eating short rib that night, but you know what we'd be eating? Raven. If he's trying to come after my fucking short ribs. And let's be careful not to murder the raven because, again, they've only been accused of the crime. They've yet to be charged. <laughs> I'm sorry. Due process. <laughs> due process is very, very important. Uh, so this is according to Llewellyn. I literally took 10 steps away and I turned around. Two ravens came down and instantly grabbed one <laughs> out of the package, ripped it off, and flew off of it. The meat was a four by seven inch large, a sizable meal for a sizable bird. That's according to <laughs> HuffPost.com. They know what they're doing. It's not their first time, according to Lou Island. They're very fat, so I think they've got a whole system here. This is the biggest thing to ever happen to this town in Alaska, and I am here for you, my people. That is so scary. The idea of going out, the, just you go to the Costco, everything is fine. On the way back, you better have a little pellet gun or at least a Nerf gun or a flare gun. You have to have something to distract these ravens or a sword, a sword. Or you know what you do? Hmm. You buy a little extra food while you're in there. Give it as an offering to the raven. I'm not negotiating with these. You're gonna terrorists. have to. You're gonna have to because they're not well, going I'm anywhere. Henry, bribing my way to go through the Costco. I paid to be here. I have a Costco membership. Okay, you ravens, you don't until you can figure out how to make money. You can figure out a way to put on a uh, human-like outfit in a big group of ma- ravens. Put a jacket on. Put a hat on. You get your own Costco membership. Then you're allowed to, or you you befriend me. And then yeah. I will bring you into the Costco because yeah, that it's the most, you know, you're a real friend or a real family member when you are allowed to ride on somebody else's Costco membership with them to go to Costco. Oh, that's Because huge. it's a big deal. 
It's a big deal. That'll make you common law married. But this part of the story is one of the funniest things that I have I ever heard in my entire life. So, so once he got back home, he noticed that one of the ravens had taken a poke at another rib but did not drop it. <laughs> so I cut that meat out and I started marinating it. And my wife said, oh, that's gross. We should take it back. And I'll show you what. Costco actually took it back even after we had started marinating them and they gave us a full refund. So wow. this dude, he saw that a piece of his meat was taken off, a chunk was taken off. And he, he tried to marinate it. And he still marinated it until his thank God from heaven set wife was like, you don't have any idea how fucking disgusting that is. Do you know what yes. ravens eat? Do you know the diseases they could carry? How I love, I just love that, that this That was his short rib. He was so looking forward to short rib. I know, I know. You don't understand, man. <sighs> I have all this. I have all this meat sitting here. If someone were to, if I were to take out one of my racks of ribs that I currently have fucking chilling in there because I'm, I have to eat more meat according to my butcher box rules, like these. <laughs> if I had someone come and steal my ribs, I would fucking. I was watching this uh, series on YouTube called Psychopathy Is, and what it was is interviews with this very cheery, tiny woman that uh, basically she is a diagnosed psychopath, and they ask her all of these questions about what it's like to be her, and she's like, it's just this thing. I don't experience sadness. I don't experience anything that's deeper than rage or hunger. Like, that's what she said. It's the only thing she experiences, but the one thing she said is that she goes into a thing called a gray rage which is a fugue state where she's like what most people don't know about me because i'm a five foot four woman so a lot of people don't expect like that much out of me physically but what they don't know is that i can slip into a state where i understand whatever conflict comes out whenever i feel like someone has a sense of authority over me that they don't deserve what they don't understand is that i'm willing to go to any extent to make sure that they know i'm on top and they're below me so whether it's physical uh, uh it's uh, psychological i'm willing to go as far and farther than anything they've ever seen and, uh, and when i wake up at the end of it i've already done it so and wow. i didn't even know i did it and that's what i would be like if fine, someone fine. one of these ravens came and took my fucking short ribs finally a timber a t- a timber that's my tall tall man uh <laughs> tinder joke finally a Save tinder it. finally a tinder biography i can get behind though if there's a lot of words in there but it's nice to know stay on our good side and you will have a pit bull for a defender. Uh, and, and this is why there's, there's not just, this was not the only incident of Raven stealing Costco groceries. This comes from Kimberly Waller. My parents were minding their business after a shop and made it home with one less steak. The bird snatched it right out of the back in the parking lot. And now this also, this comes from uh, Tamara. She's like, I had two Ravens, one that was on the car next to me and he kept squawking really loud he would sit on the car and he would stare at me then hop next to the bed of the truck on the other side and he kept going back and forth the other raven was on the ground he kept trying to pull i had one of those little melons jam oh. the fish baggies. he kept trying to grab the netting and pull my melons off the cart he was waiting for another opportunity to grab the melons off the cart but they never were deterred they never were deterred they would just stay posted waiting for the next opportunity to steal something out of my cart they're very dedicated to their mission that's because that raven was on melon duty he was on the appetizer for the picnic duty and then some other raven has a sixer of bud light somewhere another raven has a bunch of coleslaw another raven got the potato salad and they all come together for a raven feast that hum- the human eye couldn't even understand the joy in the mind of the raven as they consume nothing but great 
Costco, underpriced meat and underpriced uh, Honestly, foods. also, if you're going to get good meat, that's where you go. You go to Costco because Costco's got the good lamb legs. Costco's got the good stuffed salmons. Costco's got the good, um, you can get a pretty good, like, family pack of T-bones. Like, honestly, right. that's pretty good. They got pork roast, which are pretty good. Mm. Honestly, Costco's fucking seafood is also off the chain. That's really where you want to go mm. if you oh. want meat. If you want meat, uh, interestingly enough, the uh, interestingly enough, the Anchorage Autobahn Society they actually count ravens every year. Uh, the group reported that there were nine hundred and twenty-three so ravens in two thousand eighteen. <laughs> oh wow, great! Thanks. Six hundred and twenty, six hundred and twenty-one in two thousand nineteen. Cool. And How much money is coming out of my taxes <laughs> for you? Cool. That's great. And seven hundred and fifty in twenty twenty. My question is, how do they know they're not counting the same bird twice? I, I I I want to set that whole building on fire. Do no, I, I believe know? in it. I'm I honestly I'm going to say right here aside story. So I'm going to speak for you, Kissel. We support the Audubon Society. I love I'm going to the- dial it back. Absolutely, Henry. This is if you're old and you have one like job or a hobby, you work with the Audubon Society, you count yes. the Ravens in the Costco parking lot. It's fun. You have a tally. It's like those people that go to baseball games and don't even look at the scoreboard really too much because they already have everything. They, they're watching the game so closely. They tally it all themselves. Like, oh, it's yeah. Sort of it's a fun. fun way to waste time, I guess. I tell you, you what, I'd rather you if you if counting birds keeps you from shooting up a casino in Vegas. Count up those birds. You I, know what I mean, I hope you agree. count them all the time because also we're going to need to count on the Audubon Society when it's finally man versus bird and the final animal wars. That will happen. I know that that will happen. The Krasilak, the Great Typhoon. We will have to face the birds and one final who gets mm. to live on this planet with the food that's left and avenge. And we will have to kill these birds in order Did, for us to survive. Didn't we already? Aren't like there's so many species that are like eliminated forever. Haven't we already done that? Yeah, we beat those. We have all the rest of them we have to beat. All right. Well, according we've to already Rick- ch- chained up the chicken. We got the chicken on our side. Pigeons are just fun. Pigeons are beautiful little animals. And, and if they poop on you, don't be mad. Say, oh, that's a sign that I'm going to have a good day. Flip it and reverse it, even though it's obviously not fun. Rick Sonnet, uh, he is a former wildlife biologist. This is what he said. He said for years, decades, they've watched people in parking lots of grocery stores with all this food talking about the ravens. The ravens are the they in this. These are stalkers. These are stalkers. He goes on to say they, again, the ravens, know what a piece of fruit looks like in a grocery cart because they've seen it on the ground or seen it in a garbage can. So they're not just flying above having a good time. They're scouting. This makes me once again respect the raven. Hat off to the raven. Be scared of the raven. Hat off to the raven. I just, I'm starting to think they should take over. They should be the national freaking bird. Get out of here, bald eagle. You're blind. Man, Let's go to the raven. That'd be, that's so fucking metal. Like, honestly, that, it's very goth, though, the, more so, I imagine. But the idea of having, like, a uh, just to have a goth White House I would be so see- much fun. Oh, that would be fun, and we're not uh, we're not close to that yet, uh, as no. the satanic panic still continues to rage. But I would yes. love if we just it does, they can even be it even, you can take religion off the table or anti religion or whatever that is. You can just have you can have just a vibe 
of a goth White House. Oh, uh, that would be so cool. It would be amazing if Joe Biden just once came out, like all like the cure with the smeared red lipstick and his hair all tossed out. He's like, I'm just understanding what it's like to be a little munchkin, be a little scroungy kid. Oh, get, get up in there. And he, Here's a quarter, kid. Go buy a turkey. You know, then you're just like, Mr. Biden, this can't buy a turkey. He's like, all right, here's two quarters. Go get yourself a haircut. Well, just like, let, I don't I can't do this. It's $18. Let the dementia run its course, Mr. Zabrowski. And we might just see that in a few months or years. Ah, yes, you never know. Yes. I love it. All right. So be careful, um, everyone, with those ravens. Live from your grave. Boy, Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some chop. Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of chai. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You pet your dog. But you're going to learn about Bark. It's the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively, but BarkBox sends good little ones for their little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats. And oh, they love their life and they love them. They love what BarkBox brings because BarkBox brings the bark and puts it in a box. Yep. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? Oh my God, you bet. Then Philo may be your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. That's amazing. 
no contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it. And it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with your seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. All right, I want to talk about the story. The only reason why I want to, because it's not unique in terms of the UFOs, but what it is, is a cataloging of what it's really like on a ship when UAVs are spotted. And the fact okay. that not only is there a, an entire system put in place uh, that does this, that monitors UAVs, that shows just how common this phenomena has been and how it is it's just what we are seeing more and more is how much the government already knew or was curious about UAVs even though they said that they weren't and now we are seeing that they not only did they plan that not only did they know about UFOs but they planned to see them all right so this is a story that comes from the drive you should really read this story because i'm not going to be able to do it justice but, uh, but this is the uh this is the headline multiple destroyers were swarmed by mysterious drones off california over over, over numerous nights this was written by adam kehoe and mark sicatis um but the story it takes it's about the uss kid okay this, what, these documents that came out, they did a FOIA request. Did you say the name of it was of the USS Kid? Yeah, K-I-D-D. How is QAnon not picked up on that? I mean, is, let's how, wait. We just okay. wait. It's coming. It has to come. Also, it's fucking Ron Watkins. I watched the Q documentary. We know it's Ron Watkins, or the, at least the combination of him and his fucking father. So can Q finally be over soon? Can it be done soon? Woo! All right. That's a topic. You just opened up. A can of worms. Yay. Uh, (laughs) Here we go. Um, That initial account described a tense encounter. So they're basically seeing that this was, so the USS Kid was surrounded by these drones over a period of nights. The drive went and got a FOIA request and they got all the deck logs from the ships involved. And additionally, their their investigation utilized hundreds of gigabytes of automatic identification system ship location data to forensically reconstruct the position of both military and civilian ships in the area during the strange sequence of events. So the first night that this happened was July 14th, 2019. Okay. There was a UAV sighting around 10 p.m. on the night of July 14th. It shows here on the deck logs the statement that says, Away Snoopy team for two UAVs. So it's in the log. But the Snoopy team is. It stands for the Ship Nautical or Otherwise Photographic Interpretation and Exploitation Team. Yes. It just rolls off the tongue. But it is a group. It's somebody that's on a ship that they use civilian cameras and their jobs are they document unknown contacts, events of interest and other object of interest on short order. So they have all of their systems pinging, but then they just send somebody out with a camera to go take a picture. Right. Like as soon as they see something. Sure. And they immediately saw 
this shit in the sky. So they sent the Snoopy team out to go and take a look at it and take pictures of it. But then as soon as that happened, the USS Kidd then entered into a condition of restricted communication designed to enhance operational security and enhance survivability. Okay. So they basically shut down. Less than 10 minutes after the sighting, they went and told their fellowship that now there are multiple drones. USS Kidd reported UAV overhead. It is now warned. So the Snoopy team is watching them. There's now two drones overhead. This is at 1210, right? Okay. USS reported UAV overhead warrant. So now they're seeing several of these things. Um, you, It is, it's more about what I'd like people to do is go to the article and look at the way that it is transcribed. And so they see then, yeah. they see one, they see initial sighting. They see a red flashing light. They don't know what the hell's going on. They see a white light identified hovering over the ship's flight deck. Now this is after the ship tried to do move it tried to move position the log okay. reflects that the drone managed to match the destroyer's speed with the craft moving at about 16 knots which is very difficult it's very difficult for a civilian drone to do this or even a commercial drone apparently this at this point the encounter had lasted over 90 minutes they're watching this light in the sky and which is far longer wow. than any commercial drone can possibly fly yeah. so that was one Sighting. The next day, July 15th, it happens all over again. It is pinging all over the ship. They send the Snoopy team back out. They say, and this is when they're even closer to the uh to the coast. And now we know that it's serious mm. because this thing and the log say uh mark 87 stations, which is this this whole system. They not they don't know what is exactly clear, but there are several things that could be referring to, which is the Mark 87 Electro Optional Director that is a component of this massive infrared and optical turret known as the MK20 Electro Optical Sighting System. Some fucking bullshit. Okay. But basically what this is, that's the eyeballs for the five inch gun on the battleship. Uh, it also could possibly mean this, the, the it's, it's something having to do with them turning on their guns. So yeah. we know for a fact that they are looking at this thing. They don't know what the fuck it is. And it is fascinating. As Henry said, go to the article. It is the drive.com. And just to say the headline again, so you can find it. Multiple destroyers were swarmed by mysterious drones off California over numerous nights. And obviously we're not going to sit here and read all the emails, but they have a lot of different emails going There's back a lot and of forth. Emails. And there is a lot of question marks and a lot of like, okay. And seemingly just judging from the vibe, seems like a lot of excitement. There's a lot of, it just shows that there is a weird plan in place. They went to go see if there was operations going on around the ship and there were none. Uh, they uh, actively reviewed what was going on. And then the, the main thing that came out of those emails that it says this issue is getting a lot of quote unquote high level attention. So people were looking into this heavily, yeah. probably whatever it was that is the remnants of whatever a tip was or whatever that group is, that inner UAP group or UAV group. They, uh, they have had tabs on this and there was a chain of command that was in place to, to look at this issue. Uh, but it, you know, there's a lot of people there keep calling them drones. So the well, bosses too kept calling them drones. Yeah. Apparently uh, the San Clemente Island, uh, I guess that was an Island nearby. Apparently it's, it's known for a lot of different testing and things like that. They said they had no tests running that night. So it always goes up to the toss up question, extraterrestrial life, or new military equipment, and either way, 
it is it's interesting because it's if it is your military equipment, then it's like, okay, thanks for letting us know, I suppose. But uh, wow. And we also have some really cool footage over Montreal in, over the Montreal uh, International Airport. You can find that at Lockheed 75, which is, of course, a very interesting name on Twitter. Lockheed Martin being one of the most powerful industries in the history of the world. But if you go to Lockheed 75 on Twitter, you can see the footage of the UFO and it is absolutely awesome. That's a really good one. You got triple, you see a big light split into three, which, you know, people are immediately like, it's fake, it's fake. But I don't know. The one that I will say that is wild is if you go to UFO last minute on YouTube, this cigar shaped UFO is dope. You got to fucking put your 3D fucking goggles on with this fucking shit, dude. Get that fucking Keith going in your fucking throat and then fucking okay. go look at this fucking cylinder. Buzz all of these houses. This is one of this is some wild ass shit, but I guess it could be fake. You know, that's what everybody wants to say, because they want to be able to go back to their precious little jobs and their precious <laughs> little fucking lives. They don't want to look up and see it be real, because if it's real, then everyone's going to have to quit everything. And honestly, I welcome it. Where is the fucking big? That's well, Show you know, it to me! You know, this next story will let us, will remind us why UFOs and the idea of extraterrestrial life is so fun and fascinating because humans here on Earth, I don't know if they're always doing the right thing. Mm. Especially, it uh, seems like a lot of husbands. So this is uh, coming it's from- It's hard this, to be a husband. I, it's not that hard, but uh, Hannibal, this is the headline from the Daily Star. Hannibal Lecter, husband, murdered wife, and dumped her body- in row over frozen chips. So again, to with the chips. That, to again, with the that. fucking chips. These guys with their fucking chips. I don't know what goes on in the UK. The amount of blood and attention that is poured into chips and crisps in the UK. I don't know. It's more than because America, they can use us of being fatties, right? But we, I see far less French fry and potato chip news well, here than don't, there. Don't forget about what happened when the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich got out <laughs> when it when it busted out. And I think a lot of people got stabbed in line. The, yeah, the popcorn chicken, the popcorn Popeye's chicken sandwich. That was yes. very they just didn't properly control the rollout of that. But apparently this dude, the guy's name is Thomas McCann, not to be confused with my fantastic seventh grade teacher, Tom McCann, who was just one of the best, best history teachers of all time at St. Pete's Middle School in Stevens Point. Love you, Tom McCann. Thank you for what you did. So this dude murdered his uh, his estranged wife and chopped up her body after she accidentally defrosted frozen chips, which are just French fries, I believe. So he had some mm -hmm. frozen fries. She defrosted them, and he murdered her and dismembered her freaking body. Parts were I just found feel like there's just bags. so many ways to not do that. There's just so many ways to not kill your wife over it's, French fries. It's so insane. Parts of her body were found in bin bags by dog walkers. Again, be careful i don't even know if i want if just look straight when i walk i look straight i'm never looking left never looking right i can't find a bunch of body parts in a bin i can't deal with that today i'm working on my own stuff yeah but, but you don't know when someone's when you're gonna get you know if we're gonna get kidnapped i don't know who could ever have a car big enough to kidnap me or the amount of drugs it would take to trank me we 
could probably clip you with the car and then when your confusion <laughs> grab I mean honestly that's how I would kidnap you. I if do I had like to. the I'm so happy that I laughed and then you said the sentence but honestly yeah. um, that makes me feel really good. So McCann who likened himself to the infamous movie cannibal Hannibal Lecter pleaded guilty uh, to the murder and was sentenced. Uh, but my god just this is this is very disgusting. According to a neighbor, uh, she, the neighbor, messaged Yvonne, that was the victim, asking if she was okay. And Yvonne responded saying it was over a frozen bag of chips. This is like an Everybody Loves Raymond episode gone to it hell. Is. Um, because it wasn't about the chips, was it? I'm sure that there was no. something else that was underlying. There were some underlying issues straight there. Straight up, though, weirdly, it could have just been about the chips. Who knows? Because this guy does seem, I mean, he seems fairly imbalanced he has one of those like nazi haircuts kind of uh but they were an estranged couple uh which is a lot but he strangled and dismembered her following her death that's the thing is that he, it's more what happened after him strangling and dumping her body part it's like it's it, that's really what i mean the main crux of it is that he cut her up in little pieces over it yeah um, the murder the, i think was really that's really where it gets out of line but here. also the disposing of the body because i kind of yeah, passionate murder. Like I'm not, I'm not over French fries, but the idea of like of seeing red or like killing somebody—that's almost a thing that a lot of people can relate to. It's the after somebody's dead, and then you're like, "I better chop this person up." That I think really shows the difference between someone who's uh, somebody who's like normal and maybe yeah. pissed versus just, someone who's Henry. I don't want to talk at a line here, but how's therapy going? Oh man, oh, is we do this going? thing Did now. You ever, have you uttered that sentence where like a lot of people see red and could and could kill their significant other, but I would never chop them up. Not my wife. I would never kill my wife. Uh, but you could somebody I don't know. But you know what my therapist and I do is that we'll take two broomsticks and then ch- we'll ch- we fake fight until I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's really been very nice. It's been very, very helpful. I'm so happy you're going to American Gladiators therapy yes, because yeah, it, my, it seems to be working. So per, after, honestly, Zap has helped me so much with oh, my acceptance issues. I love that. And Siren and the whole gang. We love the uh, American Gladiators. So evidently he left the house after engaging and dismembering the body and uh, he went out for barbecue. I, I mean, at that so point, I guess you got all you, uh, this, you've been looking at meat all day. And, and in, in something that is even more, I don't even know why the sentence is so disgusting and so disturbing, but only 50% of her body has been found. Ooh. So we don't know where 50%, 50% of Yvonne is. Yeah. Their daughter, Rachel Lawson, said she was a full-time mom and a good mom. And she always and she was always buying us things and wanted the best for us. It hasn't so really sucked in yet. I love my mom very much. And I also love my dad. Yvonne's partner, Robert da- Thomas, says, I feel very angry towards Thomas. He has torn the family I, apart. Oh, it just reminds me of the, yeah, the fucking <laughs> the Chris Farley sketch. How do you feel? Angry. Angry. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, just be careful. Wow. I guess, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So McCain's defense, McCann's defense attorney, he said, uh, this blew up. It was totally unnecessary. And he said it was just a small, just a small thing, but then it turned into a really big thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So well, that's that. I just wait. So, I mean, you just have to find a way to speak about these things. I also, I also don't really like the the way that they use the term identifying. Like, if your husband starts identifying as Hannibal Lecter, then yeah. I guess we just we we're just gonna have to talk. We have to. Yeah. Do we'll just we'll just never get. We'll never get to zero. 
if you're no. Hannibal Lecter. You know, like <laughs> we have to find a way. Choose somebody else. Choose another evil doctor, I guess, if you meet, if you need to. Sure. I mean, this reminds me of the this is the murder equivalent of the dudes in college that really got into like um, the Godfather and were really yes. into like Scarface, Scarface, really into Scarface. But this guy has Hannibal Lecter everywhere. And I'm just going to say this Scarface seems much nicer than Hannibal. Lecter. At least Scarface At least had a fucking career. He had a friend and career. And he had all this shit where like Hannibal Lecter was in a cage that whole movie. Oh, anywho, be careful. And uh I don't know. Just just go ask your go ask your husband. Do you feel like Hannibal Lecter today? And hopefully today, the answer is no. Hopefully the answer is no, because he doesn't just pop off and just freak out on you and just being like, yes, <laughs> what a wonderful cologne you're wearing, my wife. I can smell it from the air. And be like, OK, well, I guess therapy is not going well. No, it's not going well. Also, again, to humanize and to not be scared of anyone, just imagine Hannibal Lecter taking a big dump after he eats a bunch of human brains, just the smell and how gross it is. And then for him try- trying to convince you that he's still like a super genius, evil mastermind, he's like, not I, with a dump I like will that. say. I mean, you never know because I've taken probably dumps that are very, very similar to what it's like to eat human flesh just in terms of the, if pork is really as similar biologically to human flesh as I say it is. How many times I've sat and eaten close to two to three pounds of just sheer barbecue inside of my body and then you shit that out. <laughs> that technically, you know, it's like, you know, that weird thing when you take a shit and the shit kind of smells good. How's therapy going? I, I broke three broomsticks last week, and then next week she says we're gonna do a we're gonna do a ball pit. She's gonna shoot me. She's gonna shoot at me with the ball guns. You remember that? I do, of course. Another American Gladiators reference. Well, I know we have to. I know we 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 got to move on to the hero of the we week. We should go stuff. to hero of the week. I just want to quickly say, yeah. Do you know what kind of went under the uh, radar here was that scientists wirelessly connected human brains to computers for the first time ever? That's really gonna gain a lot of steam, and that's this gonna is be something huge. Here. This story is so huge. I've been. I literally did a. I went to a YouTube hole about like how do you live forever? You know. People will do that when they yeah, feel like they're, they're about to die. <laughs> One of the guys literally said, you slowly take a piece of your brain off and you put it in the computer. You slowly like it's actually tangible. You take your brain apart slowly and slowly. And then as your as your biological housing goes down, you take the other half of your brain. If you have a fully half of your brain inside of a machine and then they pump it in there. So it's actually like Krang. But then in yeah, this dude, case, that's my dream. I know. But in this case, they're doing it wirelessly. But then also, does this mean they can read your thoughts? In which case, do you go on Do you go on trial? And then they say, oh, you said well, you didn't do it. And then they put this up and they're like, and look at this mapping that we have of the incident from your brain. Right now, it seems to just be about physical manipulation. They've been working on technology. This is published in the IEEE Transactions on Biomedical Engineering Journal, my favorite one. Oh, I, I read this um, every day. The, those letters are so hot. Um, <laughs> the team recorded the results of their tests of the system when used by two paralyzed men aged 35 and 63 suffering from spinal cord injuries. The system works by connecting the transmitter devices on the user's heads to an electrode relay within the brain's motor cortex using the same port and used by wired systems. So during the tests, both participants were able to achieve typing speeds and point-and-click accuracy similar to wired systems and were able to continuously use the system for up to 24 hours in their own homes. So they're using it to essentially use computers, which is going to change so much shit if this does work. Because we know Elon Musk yes. as was working on, uh, they, they already have successfully put 
computer ports, like four more right. material, more computer material into pigs' brains. Yeah. So we're getting closer and closer to this idea of you and I are going to be able to play in the NBA when we're 75 <laughs> years old with exoskeletons. <laughs> that is my goal. And, and that is true what Henry said regarding the pig. Elon Musk unveiled a pig called Gertrude uh, with yeah, a neural computer- Yeah, so with a uh, coin-sized computer chip in the brain to demonstrate uh, his ambitious plans to create a working brain-to-machine interface. And, of course, as with all new technology, there is an opportunity for corruption and some horrible things to happen. But that being said, if you are in a coma or if you are paralyzed, this could be absolutely life-changing. And so there's a lot of good things to happen as well. So it's just endlessly interesting. Well, well, because that's the idea. I think that there are people that will obviously be paranoid about it because at first it it will be very scary. But I think like many things like the smartphone, like it will become so day-to-day that you won't care eventually. Eventually you're going to look at it because they are trying to say – they're trying to say that they're using it for paralyzed people, which they are, which I think is great. But, you know, they might be using it for giant soldiers that we're probably going to use to fight in a bunch of wars. And then we're going to spend billions of dollars on this technology. And then we're going to have to use it because if not, it just sits like in a hangar somewhere. And they can't do that. They paid for it. So they're going to want to blow up a lot of stuff in the meantime. Your, your fantasy future is such a nightmare, Henry. Not your- for us. What do you mean not for us? Not for oh. comedians are just going to use this to monitor our brand spanking new jerk off machines that are going to look like <laughs> lizard's tongues. You know what I mean? We're not going to care about this stuff because we're going to be coming too hard. We're going to have the, the machine. Our brain's going to simulate our like our pleasure glands or whatever. And we're just going to always be seeing things in hazy labia pinks. Oh, my goodness. Well, I always say go for a hike. Why not? Also, I've never said that, but only in (laughs) this case, I would say go for a hike. All right. Well, let's do Hero of the Week. And obviously that story that we just talked about there with the brain, um, that's going to be going on for the rest of our lives. These kinds of stories as they continue to uh, evolve. So we shall see. But anyway, let's do Hero of the Week. So as we know, on a serious note, there has a there has been an uptick in in violence against the fantastic Asian American community here yes. in this fine country of ours, which is something that we are obviously opposed to. Treat people with respect, and my God, don't buy into any of the misinformation that is spread so easily online. Pumped in your fucking brains, just know for a fact that everybody's just a person. Everybody is. We're all dealing with this together. We're all trying to get through this year, and everybody. There's no reason for it to make us all fucking attack each other in the street. That's the thing with these little drones. I don't think about the brain thing. They got a fascist up here controlling everyone. Anyway, okay. So this hero of the week is Maddie Park. She raised $100,000 to keep Asian Americans safe by paying for their Uber rides. Uh, Obviously, we've seen a surge in violent attacks right now against Asian Americans. Absolutely uh, uncalled for, unwarranted, and please, God, do not participate in anything like that. If you know anyone who is doing that, you know, use love and you can change their mind. Not to be too totally Marianne Williamson, but wait, uh, you're talking about having sex with them? No, that's not necessarily love. That could also be lust. Um, this is according to People Magazine. So Mrs. Park, Miss <laughs> Park, she uh, she has an initiative called Cafe Maddie Cab Initiative, which pays for private Uber and Lyft rides for fem- for females, elderly, and the LGBTQ Asian community. Uh, she says, it was a 30-minute commute, and I realized every minute of those 30 minutes, I was terrified. I was scared that at any moment in time, someone might say a racial slur at me or attack me, or worst of all, I thought that something were to happen to me, nobody would stand up. 
So she says, because of this, she said, I have to do something and help people. So that is what she is doing right now. This is what she told WABC. She says, people who are donating are people from all across the nation, all across all, all races, ethnicities. And they just sent me messages saying, listen, we really want you guys to be safe too. And we're donating so that more people can take rides in the city. So I think this is a nice plan and it's good to keep people safe. And remember, we're all in this thing together and don't let the binary media and the binary social media world uh, convince you otherwise, because they got a lot of money to keep us divided. So Maddie it's so Park, good, you are hero thank you. of the week. Seriously, thank you. What a good, what a good person. And that's right. nice. Absolutely. Now let's go back to let's go to some more good people. This are listener emails. Woo! Nothing but the best people. Nothing but the best. This comes from a Target security employee. Uh, I thought it was really fun. Um, I've worked in different levels of security slash loss prevention slash asset protection for over twenty five years. Wow. And I spent nearly ten years of that working for Target. This comes from our story where the guy had sex with Olaf. I'm gonna say <laughs> had sex with Olaf. He raped Olaf. We know that for. <laughs> You didn't ask for it. We don't know, though, but I, Josh got Josh Gad might, but not Olaf. Yes. Now, all right. my, my my first day on the job, I caught a guy who had spent, based on video review, about three hours driving around to different parking spots and jerking off. The officer who responded and arrested him, some both the subject and the car interior was, quote unquote, covered in cum. Oh, my God. Another time, I was watching someone who I thought was about to steal a stack of CDs, if you need to gauge how long I've been doing this, and suddenly, just out of focus and in frame, I could see the lower half of an obese man's torso with a long, untucked polo. Before I could process it, he had lifted his shirt, revealed his dick was pulled out of the waistband of his pants, and he was quickly jerking himself off while looking at the other customers. And most oh. of the other cases, even if we knew the suspect was following or specifically looking at one person, we would still register the security officer as the victim to avoid having to inform the customers. So as long as we ourselves observe something obscene, meaning most of the people who were the focus of these creeps have no idea unless they actually saw them. I oh wish I could say this God. was limited to the customers. But when I got to a certain point in my career, I worked internal cases. Uh, one officer was suspected of theft, and we were given a tip to investigate. So during secure surveillance, including hitting cameras in his office, this guy suddenly stood up and without any real prompting or warning, dropped trow and started humping his desk. The angle of the camera was clear that he wasn't looking at anything, like a magazine or even a closed circuit system, just a blank wall, the desk, in him, his what? uniform shirt covering the top of his bare ass, pumping away, presumably rubbing his dick on the top until <laughs> he completed. <laughs> Surveillance oh. continued for three shifts, trying to validate the theft as well. But we were left watching this guy screw office furniture two to three times a day what? until we fired him. <laughs> this took a while. <laughs> what was yes. weirdest to me was he had one of those rare security offices with an attached bathroom. But I guess he just really liked that guest. You really like that desk. So he had, what's the name of that again, uh, Henry, when you fuck random? Frottage. Fr well, there's that thing. Frottage. Frottage is when you, is rubbing, is rubbing yourself on things. Oh but I don't know what's having random sex with objects. It's just, I'm not you know, certain. I'm just, that's the one, again, we're trying to look for benefits of 2020. And one of the nice things is we learned you can work from home. And yes. isn't that nice? You no longer have to worry like, why, how did that stain get on my chair? Like late at night. Like, it's just nice. You don't have to deal with Anyone potentially rubbing their penis on your keyboard? Yeah, this is all. I got a couple of stories from these from absolutely broken nurses. Not broken. They're not broken. They're wonderfully, but it, they're wonderful and they work so hard. But they all want to talk about how we said that we can't 
eat or think about food when it comes to pimples, right? Or pimple Oh, sure. Popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these are stories coming from some of the brave people, the real first responders of this year, um, and the things that they can they can handle. And some of this is pretty is pretty gross. So these um, are real doctor pimple poppers. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is story. There's literally nothing I can't talk about while eating. I've been an ICU nurse for 15 years. Oh. I've seen things that should never be repeated. I once received a critically ill patient after she coded and was resuscitated. She had a bowel obstruction and had fecal matter coming from her mouth. Oh. She was covered. Required a full quick bath before we can even get monitors on her. The thick putrid substance coming from her mouth and now breathing tube had an interesting aroma. My, co my colleague commented that it almost smelled like pizza dough. We oh. got her settled and then we went back to our pizza lunch. Oh. <laughs> um, Honestly, thank you so much for being able to do that. Thank you. Just some thank of you. this. Because when stuff, I, when Henry and uh, I are both hemorrhaging shit out of her, out of our mouths in that uh, in three days, I'm going to need you. We're going to need you. And uh, just thank you for doing that. You see for that woman. Uh, I'm a CRNA, a nurse anesthetist, and I'm operating. I'm in operating rooms 40 to 50 hours every week. I've seen and smelled who knows how many cysts removed from all parts of people's bodies. And after <sighs> ever having been in healthcare for the past 12 years, there's nothing that can stop me from putting away a rack of ribs or a fat ass <laughs> greasy burger. In fact, it gets to a point with healthcare workers that most of us describe various bodily maladies in culinary terms: currant jelly stools, a beefy red wound, <laughs> juicy fruit breath, which is patients and diabetic ketoacidosis and likening any number of bodily fluids to a variety of gravies, puddings, cheeses, and so on. Watching Dr. Pimple Popper while eating dinner with mashed potatoes and gravy doesn't even give me a second's pause. It's wow. all what you're used to and interested in, I suppose. Ooh. And this well, is, this uh, is yeah. the worst one, I think. Love the show. I can't wait to you all come to Berlin. Me too. We cannot wait to come back. Absolutely. I'm the kind of person who could happily eat while watching Dr. Pimple Popper. I actually watch it to relax, along with foot makeover videos. People with crazy calluses and grown toenails. Um, I've always been completely fine with gross stuff like that, even as a kid. I used to work with horses a lot as a trainer and a general helper at a rescue center down in Texas. We got one horse in who had a huge honeydew-sized melon abscess right next to his anus. Everyone was fighting over who would have to drain it. They did not want to be the unlucky person uh, when I walked up. Lucky for everyone else, I'm deeply fucked up and volunteered to drain it myself. It was amazingly disgusting. Uh, touching it, touching it, it felt like a huge, squishy water balloon, so I knew I was in for a messy day. I suited up in rain boots and made a shirt and pants out of a couple of trash bags to try to protect myself before going all in. We numbed the spot before doing a small and inc small incision, and it freaking exploded. Uh. I'm talking fire hydrant level of intensity, shooting what smelled like liquid death straight out of this horse's second asshole. Oh the my only God. lasted a second or so, and thank Satan, I wasn't in the line of fire. But uh. then came the hands-on part. I had to knead the edges and squeeze all of the rest of the liquid out. It's running down the poor horse's legs, uh. pulling on the floor and the stench. Oh, Jesus, the stench was was something I've never experienced before or since. It felt solid in my nose, like someone mixed the rankest roadkill, chicken shit, and hot diarrhea together into the devil's potpourri. Oh my. Only by the devilish grace of Satan himself did I not get any of that putrid juice onto me. Only on my, boot, my boots, which were promptly thrown away. But oh. honestly, other than the smell... 
That was one of the most fun experiences I've had. Though I did have to shower about eight times before the scent finally fully washed out of my pores. The horse made a full recovery and got adopted a couple of months later. Well, That's nice. That is very nice. And again, thank you for doing that. I'm sure the horse, I'm sure the horse loved it. Wow. All right. Well, what any a great other, story. Any other uh, emails? No. No, okay. not at all. I, we'll, I, they we'll ruined leave. me for emails. Yeah, we'll we'll leave it on at that. Turns out Dr. Pimple Popper is the mainstream because I didn't see anything regarding horse second assholes. Um, no. Wow. All right. No, well, no. there well, you go. Thank you all so much how it for is. listening. Yeah. Live your day every day knowing Whew. for a fact, unless you want to, you're not going to see a giant honeydew melon-sized <laughs> abscess on the asshole of a horse. And because if you do, you can just laugh at it because it's not your job. You can move on. Oh. But love the people whose jobs are to cut open those big old fleshy bags and empty out all the liquid shit inside of it because when it comes down to it, we need those sickos to do these jobs for us and we're going to need it later on in our lives. Yeah. So hats off to these people, these very, very strong practitioners of the macabre arts of medicinery. I I love it. Truthfully, Henry and I talk about, because when you have little dogs, you have to get their anal gland squeezed. That to yes. me is a disgusting experience. I can't even imagine what these people can deal with. I thank can't you, imagine. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. Hope, hopefully you weren't trying to eat anything for the past yeah, maybe 10 minutes or so. Um, I'm because, honestly uh, very disgusting. hungry. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Be safe. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations, everybody. Hell man. Go, go. Uh, go walk. Pop. Go take a bath. Yeah, maybe a bath. Yeah. Now That's I'm feeling disgusted. <laughs> This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo, and in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host, Scott Aukerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.